I believe in divine timing. I believe that the right people, information, wisdom, guidance, heck, things arrive when we're ready for them. I believe that owning our own truth unconditionally is the path to not only create a fulfillment, but more wild success and abundance. This isn't only a podcast to help you get strategic and master the position of success. It's a declaration to share the truth. It's a commitment to keep going to make it happen no matter what. It's an activation and invitation for me, for you, and for us to play a bigger game. So my question for you is this, do you really want it? Do you really want to make your dreams come true? Do you really want to become a six-figure coach? Welcome to the Diaries of a Six-Figure Coach podcast. I am your host, Teresa Lambert, and I dare you to get ready to show up, boss up, and make it happen. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Diaries of a Six-Figure Coach podcast. I am here with Aylan today, and I am so flipping excited. Her and I connected through Instagram. No surprise there. She's one of the incredible entrepreneurs that is in my community. She's a wild woman activator, a feminine leadership coach, an essential somatic facilitator. I think this is so flipping cool. And she has an incredible podcast called the Wild Woman Magic Podcast, which you got to check out. And I'm just so excited for you to be here and for us to have this conversation because I've just been feeling this like connection with you and I'm like you gotta come on to my podcast and here you are (laughs) well I'm so excited thank you thank you so much for having me your podcast is a whole vibe I've just been listening to episode after episode it's so amazing and your conversations you have and your nuggets of wisdom you bring are so amazing so I'm really honored to be here today oh my god this is so nice you know one thing that I really found throughout my journey of entrepreneurship and opening myself up and I'm getting like goosebumps saying that to collaboration and to having conversations with like-minded souls and like-minded women and really embracing this community feeling that's really authentic about let's have a conversation. To have a conversation has brought the coolest flipping people into my world. Mm, I love that so much. And I love that you mentioned collaboration. I feel like we are moving into that as a collective, more collaborating, more coffee chat conversations and just having containers like this where we can just vibe. Yeah. And you know, the thing is too, like, and this has been a really big one for me. And I'd love to know like your thought around this and like how this has shown up in your business. But like, I grew up like pretty like, I don't know, with maybe more of a competitive mindset and like, you know, you got to go for it. And, you know, like there there was always this heavy focus on competition. And I also found myself in spaces a lot of the times where I like I was a hustler. Like I was a big time hustler, ambitious. I became a GM at 29. Like I built a eight figure business by the time I was in my mid thirties for somebody else. Like, and I was like, just go, go, go. But it also led me to situations where I almost felt alienated and where I didn't have that deep connection, especially with community and other women. And so I started to foster that for myself, but there was a lot of healing I needed to do to be like, Hey, we can give unconditionally. We can be in community and collaboration and highlight and like empower each other without fearing that anyone is out for me or or they thinking that I'm out for them or like to read any weird things. And since I've been doing this unconditionally, 
without wanting something from the other person or having any intention beyond actually connecting and creating community, it's like opened up so much abundance, both how I feel within myself, the support I have within my community, but also in terms of growth in my business. Absolutely. I, oh my gosh, that was so well said. I come from the same background as well. I got into fitness many, many years ago, and that just sparked like my hustle, the grind, the gym grind and competitiveness. And it was, it was amazing in the sense that it helped me build this sacred discipline and really sticking to my commitments and seeing things through. But what I did notice was that competitiveness where it was me against the world. Everybody is is my competition and crush the competition. And I never really saw it as if you win, I win. It was more of if if she's winning, then I'm not good enough. There's something wrong with me. And I need to do exactly what she's doing because she's winning. And it, it just spirals. We can really go into a deep shadowy place. And I do think for women, it takes it back to that witch wound where we're fearful of those who are around us. Like, is it is it too good to be true? Is she going to do something to lash out at me? Or, you know, is she going behind my back? Or I'm not good enough. And it really comes back to bringing those shadows to the surface, really being honest and saying, hey, this is what I'm feeling. I'm having these projections. I'm having these stories pop up. Being honest with other women, being vulnerable with other women, crying with other women, letting them know like, hey, this is what's coming up. And I think it's really beautiful. We can come together, connect unconditionally. And we can be like, hey, when you're winning, we're all winning. That That's inspiring. And it doesn't mean that we have to do exactly what she's doing or we're not good enough to see those kind of like monetary results or whatever results and growth that they're having. It's I really do think it's just about supporting and empowering one another. Ugh. That is so big. And you know what you're saying around these like <clears throat> the shadows and the wounding and the the fear, you know, of like if she wins, then I can't. Rather than saying she's winning and I get to win too. You know, it's like a win, 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 win. Like, how can we create more win, 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 win situations and heal and let go and surrender to the fear and doubt and quite honestly be as stories we often tell ourselves, right? Or, or meaning we attach to situations. It's like, yes. she's this because she means that. And then like, up we go. And it's like, the meaning we attach is so oh. heavy. It's it that it's the meaning we attach to all those things, the outcomes. Like that's why that healthy level of detachment from things is so, so important. But we attach meaning and we make it mean something about us. <laughs> doesn't. And in business, that is like such a like and like poison, actually. Meanings yep. we attach. Oh, this post didn't get enough likes, so it's not going to perform. This isn't like I'm launching and nobody's reaching out, so it means it's a flop. It's like this person has said this, so it means this. Rather than just having conversations, showing up, following through. Like, like I have found that like learning to stop making things mean something and to just 
quiet my mind and cultivate like peace and groundedness and and certainty within myself without needing validation or proof from from others in my business has has especially allowed me to chill the f out but i can just show up and like things just work better but how has that been for you and like I feel like this is stuff you dive into with your clients too, right? So I'm dying to hear more about that. Yeah, man, the meaning we attach to things is is everything. And I learned many, many years ago, like if you can change the story, you can change your life. And and around, and of course there's the energetics, there's, there's nervous system work, all the thing grounding, but... In my business, I noticed that I made everything so darn personal. Like it meant I wasn't good enough if something didn't have a huge reach. It meant that I wasn't good enough if, you know, and looking back now, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I cringe when I say this, like only like six people signed up for that freebie. You know, that means something about me versus seeing someone else and they're like, oh, I put out this freebie and I got like 200 people to this digital download, you know, signed up. And it's always, I feel like we're always like externalizing everything, like everything around us, like she's doing this, he's doing this, she's doing this. And at the end of the day, it's like, if we can just cultivate that inner stillness and that peace and come back to, this is all an energetic playground. It really, really is. And if we can detach in a healthy way from those meanings and shift the story, and see things from a different perspective, it changes everything. There's a lightness, there's a playfulness to creating, channeling content, showing up, like taking that heaviness and that burden that we put on ourselves for everything to be so perfect and for every single post to hit a certain like reach or whatever it may be. I see it more as energetics. It's a frequency and everything in our playground is important, whether it gets one like or whether it got a thousand or 2000 likes. Totally. And I mean, detaching from that can be shocked. Yep. It is. It, it's, I feel like it's a practice. It's, it's recognizing in the moment when you're, when you're feeling a type of way going inward, going to that place, you know, and really tapping into the feeling and where it's landing in your body. And I was just listening to podcasts the other day and it just, it really hit about how these practices can take like five or six minutes and you can actually go inward, feel where it's landing in your body. You can actually attach it to an older version of ourselves. Like who is this little girl that's like, not not feeling like she's winning or she's feeling like she's being left out and not seen, not visible and nothing's working and just allowing her to speak, allowing her to be, validating what she feels. And and sometimes that's really it. It's awareness. It's like, okay, this has been locked inside. I can release this and now I can shift and now I can actually respond differently next time. It is so powerful when we're learning this practice. And I like love that you said, you know, when you change your story, you change your life. Um, that's actually how I opened the chapter of my book that I wrote a few years ago with that quote. So I really, really relate to that. And I would love to know, like, how did that inspire you to change your story? And how has that transpired for you in your entrepreneur journey? 
Oh man, I had a lot of stories running in my, <laughs> I have a lot of stories running in my head. I would say one of the main ones was putting other people on a pedestal, like not seeing myself as the leader, not seeing myself as good enough. And one of the most amazing things I ever did for myself was invest it. I invested into understanding like shadow work and all the things. And so when I started to understand that I was minimizing myself, I was downplaying, I was making myself smaller and I was actually not building credibility and trust with my community because I was tiptoeing around my leadership for so long. I didn't see myself as that leader. And there was a story that I just, I wasn't like them. I'm not like these people. I'm not a unicorn. <laughs> They're unicorns. And then once I started to shift that story and I really got to the root of who this was, who this past version was, where she was coming from, I started to realize I'm like, wait a minute, I have just as every right to be great as the next person. I have every right to be a leader. I've been self-leading. And I think for me, it came when I was working in mentorship and coaching really recognizing that I had been self-leading for years. I had been self-leading since I started my gym journey with uh, anxiety and panic disorder. That really, that was my personal development journey. That's like my origin story of awakening. And I'm like, I've been self-leading myself for a decade. Just because I'm stepping into a new arena does not mean that I'm, I'm not a leader in any sense of the word. So really recognizing, seeing that, and then saying, how can I take that frequency of what I've been doing and how I've been embodying that? Now I'm going to translate that over to entrepreneurship. And now it's it's a different hat. It's a different frequency of leadership, but it's still leadership. Yeah. And that self-leadership and your ability to hold yourself accountable and follow through and show up and stop and guide and, you know, we'll have a freaking gazillion as you're scaling your business because most of us we start on our own and as we're scaling to you know six and then eventually you know multi six figures and seven and eight like you know sky's the limit like there's so many possibilities we wear these hats and then we have to take off the hats and but all of it ultimately really requires this high level of self-leadership because yes nobody is going to do it for you there isn't anyone who's saying, if you're not showing up to work today, you're not going to get paid. You know, like, you know, there's nobody being like, you got to put your time sheet in. Yes, exactly. It, it requires a lot of self-leadership and it also requires so much self-awareness, like yes. to be able to sit in those moments to have the capacity to hold space. And I think if we have the capacity, deep in our capacity to hold space for ourselves, that's when you start to deepen your capacity to receive. That's when the universe is like, okay, she is like, she can hold space for this. You make space for that depth. You make space to receive. But it's like, if you can't sit in that for more than five minutes and really, really do that, it's like, of course, leadership is going to feel very wobbly. And it takes a lot of honesty too. And a lot of people have, even myself, I'm like, do not hold that mirror back up to me. I don't want to see that. You know, people always have that aversion, but you know, it's at the end of the day, it's liberating. It's freeing. Oh my God. It's so liberating. And it's like, I found that like having awareness and even around my own shit, you know, and I always talk about this a lot. So anybody who's been losing, 
from day one. Like I am like, I call BS on me like a lot because, you know, we, we all do it and, and we're on this journey and the, the reality is like, it doesn't end, you know, like it doesn't end in this like experience that we're living. There's always going to be more lessons. And there's, you know, I always say like when you start to have the awareness and you start to learn what your traps are that you're stepping into, you can have the clarity and awareness to almost see that they might be coming. And the second you see them and you look at it, you know, when you step into it and you're like, oh, we're yeah. not doing this, right? Like we're not doing this anymore. Like we have made a different decision, but if you're lacking the awareness and that clarity, you can't. And I think this is why so often we end up stuck, right? Like in the same cycle of like not really seeing anything change because we're not willing to get that honest with ourselves. And I mean, like it's taken a lot out of me to say, yeah, there, here, this, that, yeah. you know, like, what, yeah. like I, and in entrepreneurship, you know, if things don't go the way that you want them to, I have found that 99% of the time it comes down because you didn't actually follow through with the things that you said you were going to do. Or you avoided saying that you're going to do things in the first place so you can save yourself from the disappointment that you possibly are going to experience when it's not going to happen yes. just to sit in the disappointment through the entire time. And it's like, this is crazy. Like you're it's basically yes. living what you don't want. Yes. And or you're like, well, I wanted to do all this, but I didn't fucking do it. And so it didn't. It, and so yeah. nothing could change because I didn't actually show up for it to be able to be changed. To change. Exactly. And it's our mind too is so, our mind is so powerful, but we are also extremely powerful as well. So it's like understanding that if you're already going into something thinking this isn't going to work, your brain is going to continue to seek evidence that it's not working. That evidence is going to look like you posted about it. You did a story about it. There wasn't much traction. Your brain is going to zero in on, hey, there was low engagement on that. See, it's just not going to work. And I find that we react so much to like things aren't changing. Things aren't working. We keep reacting to those same things over and over again. So, of course, that experience is going to keep being the same over and over again. So when we don't react, we change, we shift, we change the story. We end up responding, which responding is so different than reacting. And then we're like, oh, hey, things are clearing up. I'm actually having a different outcome because you're responding and you're shifting and you're changing the action. So your brain is not focused on that anymore. It's like, oh, here's the evidence that it's actually working. And then your brain's going to pick up more and more on that. And I, I think there is some kind of ninjury and trickery that we really have to do with the subconscious because it is it is trying to protect us at all costs. Yeah. And I think there's like two ways, right? Like shifting your focus from what's not working to what is actually working and asking yourself consistently, what's working right now? What's working right now? What's working right now? What's working right now? Like, and even if it's things outside of your business, like I have found like, you know, if anybody's listening and you feel like right now in your business, like everything's shit, like we've all been there. 
you know, one, normalize the fact that probably every single entrepreneur that's walking this earth has or is or will experience the moment of like, nothing's working. I'm going to burn this shit to the ground. Right? Like, I'm, yep. <laughs> I'm done. Yep. But the thing is when you can get this practice, and I love that you're bringing it up on on saying, okay, well, all right, now my brain is telling me that nothing's working. So what is, what is working? And I remember for myself, sometimes it'd be like, actually, I drank four liters of water today. That's working. Actually, I had three meals a day. Actually, I had this really cool, like, you know, conversation with a friend. Like, I would start to just look for everything and anything that's working completely unrelated to just business when I was in these moments where it's almost like has you in its like grip, right? Uh, and it holds you almost like you kind of feel like you're being held hostage by like your mind. And it's really your ego just telling yeah. brilliant stories that are so good. Like that's the thing too. Like the stories and the excuses are so good. That yeah. You don't question them. Of course, but of course. But of course that post didn't reach anyone, but of course it's not going to work, right? Like, because yep. this is just how our brain works. But when you shift that focus on being like, actually, this is working, that's working, this is working. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, you start seeing everything that's working in your business again, too. And then forward motion can happen again. And things yeah. can come in because you're not like, you're not stuck locking it, you know, yeah. it's not like you're not like, hang on a second. No, 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 nothing's working right now. <laughs> and it's such a vicious cycle, too, because I do feel like entrepreneurship is an ebbs and flow. It's a journey. And it's it's really the capacity in which you can hold and self-lead and be so very aware and not make dips mean something about your work or your leadership or your business or what you're doing. I find that it's such a playground of experimentation and it gets to be playful. It doesn't mean it's not going to be challenging, but it gets to be playful. We're leaning in with, hey, curiosity, more, hey, observing and really getting to understand how your flow and frequency is. And a lot of times too, if things aren't working, it's probably because you're moving through an upgrade. It's probably because you're shedding something. It's probably because maybe things that you have been doing don't work anymore. And you're trying to continuously do the same things over and over again. And they say like, if you keep doing the same things over again and you're trying to get a different result. Like you're, you're crazy. So, so sometimes it's just about refinement, reattunement, like going back to the drawing board, going back to the vision board and being like, okay, what things are actually, what is working and also what's really lighting me up because you could be doing things that aren't lighting you up and you're doing them because those pesky shoulds and that can be an energy leak in your business. Totally, totally. And you know, one thing that I have found with that too is that like if I, and that's why I'm such a, like an advocate for putting strategies in place and and systems that support you and processes that hold you. And it came down for me because I started to realize that before I started doing that, because I was like on the strain of like, basically after my corporate career and everything I accomplished, I was like, I don't need strategy. <laughs> yeah. And well, it didn't really work for me, but I tell you why it didn't work. Because what ended up happening was that with the lack of strategy and plan and structure that I had, that just sounds like really like unsexy, 
but there was a wounded masculine energy there for me. And what it ended up creating was I tried to be a wild, creative, feminine energy ball that's like all over the freaking place. And like, I had nothing to hold me in. And so what ended up happening is it didn't feel safe. Yeah, it didn't feel safe. And because I didn't feel safe, it didn't feel safe to grow. I was constantly worried that I would like fail, you know, or like that I'd say I'd do something and then I couldn't accomplish it. And like, I felt like I had this set this huge expectation or stage for my life because I accomplished a lot early on. And then I was like, oh my God, what if I can't do this again? And you know what people are going to think and and I'm going to be this like big old failure. And within that, it was all this, basically, I created this really unsafe environment where my little girl was like, well, free, but like, at the same time, the little girl's like, you've gone mad. You've gone mad. This is not safe. You're not supported. You're in tr- trouble. You're going to like, and then I started to realize, I was like, this isn't working for me. And that's when I was like, okay, well, I got to go back to my truth and what I know and what lights me up and actually allow to be held by that masculine structure, the strategy, the systems, the planning. Oh, and yeah. it will allow me to sort of be in this beautiful vessel, you know, yes. where I'm like guided and focused and I'm moving in a direction. And once it's there, I can be the wild woman, wild ball, feminine expressed energy in it. But it holds me and so it feels safe. And the second it started to feel safe, the stories were getting quieter. You know, I was able yes. to look at them and respond to them more thoughtfully rather than reacting to them in panic. It would be like, okay, well, I see it and there might still be fear, but it's not panic, right? Like it's it's, yep. it's a healthy way of, you know, looking at it and an opportunity to reframe and heal rather Absolutely. than go but that's what I found for myself was that there was just so much you know attached to that and bringing that back together and really allowing things to work and how many allowed me to respond yeah and a a lot of the work that I do especially with the wild woman it is harmonizing that masculine and feminine those energetics and it's not just in your personal life but it's also your business the masculine structure whether you think it's sexy or not, I'm falling in love with it. I'm like strategy is sexy, structure is sexy. You know what? Because it allows my feminine to flow. It allows my feminine to feel safe to flow. And like you said, it is the structure that holds. It's the foundation. I think of it like the masculine is that root chakra. It is, it's keeping us sturdy. It's keeping us grounded and safe. And without that, it's going to be feeling chaotic. It's not going to, you're going to not know what direction you're even going. And I think there's really a lot of beauty in having that wild feminine flow sometimes in our life. But when it comes to the business, that's your foundation. That's your strategy. That's your structure. That's what direction you're going. And that also benefits your nervous system. If you can harmonize those two aspects and those two energies, I mean, it's going to be a lot more ease and flow and safety than it would if you're like, I don't like strategy. I don't like structure. And I always think of it too, as like starting off with the basics of your values. Your values are the foundation and it starts just as small as that. You don't have to start going into strategies and systems and things like that, but just getting very clear on your values. 
Oh my God, I think this is so important. And like, I can talk about these students a lot. So I'm like, it's like music to my ears. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. yes. It's like one of my foundations when I work with clients. I remember one time everybody was kind of like puzzled, you know, and and I was kind of in this group one-on-one hybrid program that I was doing last year with a bunch of women. And it was kind of like, I, I know my values. And then at the end of it, it was like towards the end of the week, they were like, oh my gosh, like I'm a different person now. These things that I thought I valued aren't aren't it. And, and we find our behaviors are linked to our value. So you have to reassess your values because you could be living values that were given to you by society. They're not yours truly. Which is also why we often look for things outside of us, right? Because it's like, it, again, it requires this willingness to be raw and real with yourself. And to say, am I really following my own path? Is that really me? Is that really my true expression? Or am I saying who I am right now and how I show up isn't enough. So I'm going to be showing up like her or him or this person or, you know, doing this or that instead of just really being ourselves fully and following that, right? Because it it requires us to say, my values are more than enough. I am more than enough. I have everything I need already. I don't need some external tool or power source or anything because I am the source. I am the core. I am my power. Yes. Like, this is it. <laughs> yes. And I think I love that. Like, the fullest showing up is the fullest expression of yourself. You don't have to do things like her. You don't have to do things like him, whoever it is that you're looking, you know, you're, you're, you're like, wow, these people like are inspiring me. Your fullest expression is not going to look like the next person. And we are so multidimensional. So it's like giving yourself permission to play with your different flavors. Like you are a magical potion and there's so many things that go inside your elixir and your elixir is going to be filled with different things and play with them, play around with them, infuse all of that into your, your authenticity, your expression, your post, your branding, your business. But just know that it doesn't have to look like hers just because it seems like from the outside, she's got everything going on. Because at the end of the day, if you try to copy and replicate, it's going to be such a different energy and you're going to basically be putting yourself in a box because that's not the truth of who you are. It's okay to taste, I always say, taste the rainbow, try things out. But if it's not for you, be honest. I love that so much. And I know you have something for everyone listening that might help them with that. What is it? Yes, I have a free wild, it's a mini wild woman workbook. And it's it's a great freebie to just start diving in and have some self-reflection. I mean, I know we're in this retrograde period with all I know by the time that this comes out, we're still probably going to be feeling there's always cosmic. It's a cosmic blender okay, <laughs> up there. So just whatever you're moving through, take some time to move through those journal prompts and really go through the workbook. It, it is such a great catalyst to being like, oh my gosh, it's time to rewild my life. <laughs> oh my God, I love this so much. And we'll make sure that uh, the link is in the show notes so you can really easily download this. But I think this is so important and what a beautiful time to to dive into. You know, we're heading into the fall. Um, no matter where you live. I mean, I live in like a never ending summer, but like we do are, we are moving into fall. You know? So, you know, it's still there. And I think there's this beautiful energy too. We're like in the fall, you know, there's this energy of letting things go. And so 
you know, when retrograde or whatever's happening or what season in your life in, I feel like having this workbook can be super helpful. So make sure you grab it. And where can people find out more? I mean, we could like continue like having this conversation, I feel like for hours, but like (laughs) where can can we send people so they can get more Ellen into her life? Yeah. So my favorite playground is Instagram. And my handle is I am a Lynn and that's A-E-L-I-N underscore. And that's my playground. Uh, you'll see my my wild picture there looking like I'm on a beach. Can't miss me. Wild woman activator and sensual sales coach as well. So that's right. I love this so much. That is so amazing. Okay. Well, we're wrapping this up, but I love to know if there's something that you want to share that maybe you haven't said yet that could help everyone listening sort of on their entrepreneur journey. Yeah. I would say my last parting words would be to just be really open to where and how the path of your entrepreneurial journey unfolds. I think we want to think we're going to have everything figured out and we're going to know everything. If you know everything, then you're done growing, you know, I, I, you know, and just understand that that path is going to be winding. It's going to be some twists and turns. It's not linear. And if it was linear, everyone would do it, right? If it was linear, everybody would be doing it and it's not. So just don't give up, keep going and just keep holding true to your medicine, your gifts and what you came here to share because you were born to be a leader. Mm. You were born to be a leader. I love this. Ellen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I absolutely love this conversation. There's so many incredible golden nuggets. I feel like this is one of those episodes where you want to just keep listening to it again and again, because you're probably going to pick up a few things. So Thank you so much for being here. This is a wrap for another episode of Diaries of a Six Figure Coach podcast. I can't be wait to be back for more really cool episodes and also to continue to be in your energy and following you and showing you glow and flow and grow and, and all those beautiful things. So thank you for being here and we'll all chat soon. That's a wrap for another episode of the Diaries of a Six Figure Coach podcast. I am your host, Teresa Lambert, and I want you to know that if I can do it, so can you. Do you want to get your hands on more tools, strategies, and insights to help you become a six-figure coach? Come join my online community on Instagram at Teresa Lambert Coaching, drop into my DMs to say hi, and don't forget to follow and subscribe to get notified when the next episode drops. Gratitude always for each and every single one of you. Here's to showing up, bossing up, and making it happen.